0: Hi and welcome to this week's episode of This is Community, a Volunteer Galway podcast. My name is Ruth, and this week I chatted to Blood Bike West. Dave O'Leary is the rider liaison officer with Blood Bike West, and Sharon Conroy is a former controller with the group and is currently their social media manager. So, Blood Bike West are an entirely volunteer led service, they have been running since 2012. Uh, they have been adapting and growing their service and providing um, vital deliveries throughout the current pandemic. Um, so during our chat, we, we, we talked about all of that and more. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Dave actually kindly asked uh, a lot of the volunteers, a lot of the riders in the organization, the questions that I put to them. So during the interview, you do get some feedback from, I guess, their entire community of volunteers, which I thought was really lovely. Um, just to point out, folks, during the interview, unfortunately, the Wi-Fi connection does go a little bit wobbly at a, at a couple of points in our chat, nothing we could do about that. That's just the joys of technology uh, when you're doing Zoom interviews at the moment. Um, so I hope you can stick with it and listen listen through to the end. And just to let you know that we will include all the information and links to Blood Bike West and how you can find out more about them. Uh, both their website and their social media channels. We will include all that information in the notes section of the episode. So without further ado, we shall go over to Dave and Sharon and hope you enjoy. Okay, so delighted to be joined today uh, for this episode with Dave O'Leary and Sharon Conroy, both from Blood Bike West. You're very welcome, Dave and Sharon. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks, Thanks,
0: Thanks for having us um so blood bike west i remember guys um years ago would you believe in the volunteer center i think you guys sent in a role and i remember seeing your organization or reading you know blood bike west i was like wow that's that's you don't hear of an organization with that title every day and i was quite intrigued um will you tell us about um your group and how you started and, and i guess what what you do um because uh, you know in case people out there may not know
1: Absolutely. Uh, Blood Bike West, it's an emergency out of hours delivery service. We're all volunteers and we serve hospitals, clinics and care facilities in the West of Ireland. And like you said, a couple of years ago, it all started in 2012 and it was based on the system of Serve Blood Bikes in the UK. Service by emergency response volunteers. So, eight years ago, a group of like-minded volunteers here in Gole, motorbike enthusiasts, and they formed the Bike West with the belief that something as simple as a delivery service could improve patient care and patient outcomes. And back then, we only had two bikes, handful of volunteers, mm. and we're here now in 2020. We have four bikes, an all-weather vehicle, and we've over 40 members. and We've also gone from being the first and only blood bike group in Ireland to being one of, one of eight or nine countrywide. And oh, with wow. the help of those regional groups, we clo- delivered close to 700 medical items last year. So
0: strength to strength. It's brilliant to see. That's incredible. That's, that's an amazing story. Um, so you obviously involve volunteers massively in, like, in, in the core work that you do. Do you have a variety of different roles or is it all like people, on, uh, volunteers on motorbikes? How, how does it all operate?
2: Well, well, as a, as a full in, fully voluntary organization, um, our volunteers are fully integrated into all of the roles that we do in Blood Bike West. But broadly speaking, we break it down into sort of two groups. We have our controllers and our riders. So the controllers are, are the main point of contact when someone calls our service. They're, they're the first, uh, first point of contact. And much like, say, air traffic controllers, they get a call. They would uh, liaise with the dispatch, sorry, dispatch the duty rider and then monitor the progress of the delivery until it's complete. Um, and they can be handling multiple calls at once, uh, multiple, you know, over the course of a day or a night with multiple riders, different delivery destinations and routes. Uh, and then the second group are the actual riders themselves. And these would be more the, uh the public face, I guess, of Blood Bike West. You know, they're the ones you might see out on our branded bikes or in our in our branded van okay, or in our jackets. Uh, and their role is the actual physical delivery of the packages. So all while liaising with the controller and, uh, yeah. and making sure it gets there safely and on time. And I suppose sticking with the airport analogy, these guys would be, and girls would be the pilots who are actually doing the deliveries. And then from within both of these pools, we also have, of course, the committee, the sort of the the high level management of, I guess, of Blood Bike West. And these are members who've just taken on an extra role of responsibility within the running of Blood Bike West. And this can be anything from training of our riders and our controllers to maintenance of the motorbikes, uh, social media, fundraising, and IT are just some of the examples of what the committee gets up to, along with help from all of our members, of course. Wow. Uh, and of course, we have, as Sharon said, we have volunteers from all walks of life, but usually they do have some affliction related to motorbikes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet. Wow. So how many did you say, how many volunteers do you have within your organisation in, in those multiple roles?
2: Um, well, within the riders, we have about 36 or 37 riders, Wow. give or take.
0: Okay. And again, but-
2: as the public face of them, like these are, these are it's just on the highest level of rider discipline and training. To be in a blood bike rider so we uh this includes a advanced rotor a advanced motorbike riding assessment called rose uh, and this provides our riders with the skills then that they need to safely transport uh the the packages i guess uh, in, in in efficiency efficiently and quickly
0: yeah because that was i was going to ask you that i was listening to what you were saying and i mean by the sounds of it it sounds like a role with a, um, a massive amount of responsibility you know you've got this like such an important product to deliver in a timely, a time specific manner safely. You've got to keep obviously yourself safe on the road and get it there in an, in 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 an amount of time. So you, you, you train volunteers yourself, you have your own training package and then you would support them in their role. Is that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So within the, within the riders, we have ROSPA, like I say, and and internally we'll train all of those riders uh, Mm -hmm. up to a certain level so that they can pass their test and that's all part of the induction into blood bike west as a rider okay we insist upon that qualification to become a rider for blood bike west
0: so just in relation to the role of volunteer controllers because i know we've heard a wee bit about the riders and what they do but in relation to the controllers how do you recruit for that role and, and support those people in in what they do
1: so being a controller means you're on the phone and you're handling important information, so what we look for is people with a good phone disposition, good communicators they can think on their feet they can ask the right questions you know do we need the car do we need the bike are there specific delivery details and their time management's important too because we try to ensure that you know our pickup and deliveries they're as efficient as possible, so we're optimizing our riders' availi- availability while on, on duty. Mm-hmm. And then, like, training for them will be quite different to riders. You know, we involve role plays, running through hypothetical scenarios. It, it's very much about remembering protocols and coordination. You know, and in supporting them, we have a great team of volunteers here in Blood Bike West. So other controllers are, you know, they're always happy to step in as mentors and they will help out one to one at the early stages, or actually at any stage. You know, if there's anything, so you know, there's always a safety net there for them.
0: That's fantastic. So it sounds like it requires a whole other skill set to what might be required for 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 the riders, would that be
1: right? Yeah, a bit more. Yeah, it's different. All right, okay. it's different.
0: And, and a great sense of peer support there by the sounds of it as well. Definitely. There's a great team of people behind the phone. That's excellent. Just, um, I suppose, to talk about the current, the, the, the current COVID-19 crisis. Um, you guys have been very busy and you've been working and adapting and growing um, through the crisis. So how, um, how has your service adapted and, and in what way have you been um, supporting the community, I suppose, through, through the current crisis?
2: Um, well, yeah, so well, Blood by West usually operated an overnight or a weekend service only. However, yeah. at the beginning of the crisis, the, the, the labs came to us and asked us if we could get more involved in the delivery of the actual samples of COVID up to the National Virus Lab.
0: Wow. And this would happen
2: on a more regular basis and maybe outside of what we would call our usual hours. And so at that point, in seeing the, the, the escalation, I guess, in restrictions and in, 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 uh, in, in people not being able to go about their normal days, we decided as a group to offer our services 24-7. As opposed to just our weekends and overnight Gosh. and we also reached out to pharmacies to offer uh, medication deliveries for our vulnerable and cocooning uh, members of society as well Brilliant. and we're still doing this still up to this day still with uh, a large number of deliveries on a weekly basis from the pharmacies
0: are you wow 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 so the demand is there and the need is there in the community yeah. Still there, yeah. wow um how has it been dave and sharon like how has this whole experience been you're both volunteers you both have you know your own lives and 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 your own stuff going on like how has how has it all been for you it's been what we're three months in now so you what's your experience been overall you want
2: to go first sharon
0: Sure, yeah. Um, It's stating the obvious,
1: I know, but like our our members found it really rewarding to be volunteering during COVID. You know, you're doing something concrete to help out. You're, You're giving up your time, knowing that you played a part in getting samples to labs, that that quick turnaround made a difference to somebody else's day and their well-being. And the sense of teamwork was also very rewarding. I mean, everyone, like, we always rallied together, but particularly now, everyone really rallied. There's a very positive synergy, and Mm -hmm. I think it kept the volunteers quite upbeat despite the limitations going around us, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. For that specific one, I I reached out to some of our riders um, when when we got some of these questions through just to see what their take on the overall experience is being, because they're the ones who are on the the streets, so to speak. some of the responses were very like there was there's some of them said there's no real change except for the how we handle the packages so we're still doing what we had what we were mandated to do within our group so it wasn't that we were doing anything new we were just doing more of it yep and he went down and said, oh the free coffees in uniform was also appreciated and um, one of them another another response was that it was they found it tough in general not being able to go anywhere but the blood bike runs gave them a sense of purpose and about getting out and out and about which was very much appreciated by that individual rider uh, and another one was although the call volumes had nearly doubled everyone the controllers and the riders seemed to be digging in and offering a solution as fast as ever with the 24-hour coverage in place um, which catered for all those extra calls and finally it was a very positive experience being able to help the most vulnerable especially in the early weeks of the pandemic when it was all sort of haywire and crazy and no one really knew what was going on. So exactly. I guess the overall feeling from within our organization as, as people was that it's tough, but it's been nice being able to, uh, to help out and feel, feel useful during this time.
0: yeah Yeah, and, and in such, um, I don't know, like a fundamentally practical way, do you know what yes. I mean? Like you couldn't be more sort of hands-on um, in, in, in what you're doing. Um, has it been challenging for you
1: yeah, I think because our volunteers are from all backgrounds, I mean, for some people it was fine, there were no particular challenges, but then you had the people who were still working as normal through the pandemic. And in that yeah. situation, it's slightly harder. You're juggling your volunteering time and your work time and your family time. And like there were higher volumes and there was more asked of us. But, you know, you respond to the challenge by you would just wrote us and you mm-hmm. distribute time and you just... You take everybody's well being and personal requirements into consideration. So yeah, challenges, but we offset them by by adapting and adjusting.
2: And again, I, I reached out to some of the writers as well for this question because again they're the ones who are facing the, the sort of practical challenges on the ground as well. Mm. And you know, from simple things, some of the responses were carrying masks and wipes, so just an extra but that hasn't been as big an issue, I guess, being out and about. And then some of the more practical ones was just learning to track down new places, and new labs and, you know, essentially sometimes people's homes if we're delivering um, medication. It was a new challenge within, uh, within our organization where we wouldn't normally be going to people's homes or we'd be going to new labs where we wouldn't have been before. And then the last last response I got from that was it was very challenging to removing so many samples with urgency across the country both day and night uh, with no roadmap. But we were trusted by the health, health service to transport these to the National Virus uh, Reference Lab through our network of blood groups, so as a point, it wasn't just us; we're liaising with all the other blood groups as necessary um, to transport really? stuff across the country. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an inter, or it's a national effort. A
0: national <laughs> effort. Wow, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I suppose a lot of um, community groups who've been working through this time through through the pandemic um, have adapted as you guys have and grown, and the demand has been. Um, has accelerated i suppose do you feel that like um as a group do you have new needs right now or the needs that were there before are they still there like are you looking at at your group now and go well we could really do with more you know more of this or less of that i mean are are you kind of reflecting around that right now just your needs might be be it whether it's more volunteers or more funding or whatever it might be like what, what do you feel
2: well, uh, well, as like, as I mentioned earlier, we've been doing this since 2012, like, and you know, it's our mandate is to transport medical packages. So the needs, you know, the practical needs of the group hasn't really changed that much to the crisis, like they were set up to cater for such things. Um, yeah. And the main difference has just been the increase in the volume of calls and deliveries, and the fact that we may be interacting more directly with with the patient by delivering straight to someone's home. In the case of, say, pharmacy deliverables yeah. deliveries, so that's a little bit different. Uh-huh. And what we did, it we addressed we addressed the increase in in volume like anyone would. We we uh, put an extra bike on the road for a while, so we had an extra capacity there. We moved to 24/7 operations, and we took on seven new riders as part of this as well. So at the very beginning, of course, we had a uh, a lot of people have bikes more free time just to help and we took on seven in through that we took on seven new riders at the start of this uh to bulk out our membership and it was actually again as, as trying to be forward thinking we were mitigating against potentially some of our own riders getting sick and uh, not been able to provide the service. So we, chatted, uh, we, we said we took, we took on these seven new people as a way of just making sure so we that we could maintain a, a larger service throughout. So that was sort of how we increased in that way.
1: Yeah, and I think um, in terms of needing more whatever, you know, as a group, you know, we are entirely self-funded. We, we don't receive government funding. And in that situation, like, like a lot of charities, you know, Funding's always needed in terms of yeah. what's needed within, within our group. Um, now, we, we've been very lucky, um, people have I through this. People have identified us and gotten to know our work because of COVID and the work we're doing bringing samples and we've been very lucky in receiving donations we've been very lucky in receiving pe- people doing fundraisers for us and just you know anyone who's listened thank you if you've helped us out in, in the last couple of months it's been a lifeline to us because wow. we haven't been able to book a check but uh, you know yeah. for bikes need maintenance fuel and tax and we have to run a phone and public liability and our average running cost is about 26,000 euros a year yeah. so, we, we encourage people, you know, if anyone's listening, feel, please feel free to reach out to us, you know, on our social media, our website. We're, we're happy to help you to help us if you're interested, you in know, at all in, in donating or looking to fundraisers.
0: Perfect, Sharon, and I'll we'll um, include links to how people can can get in touch with you and, and find out more about about your group at the end of the the episode. So yeah, definitely, we'll include that information. Um, can I ask you about, just just as a kind of um Uh, reflecting kind of a question I guess I mean from from your experience of working in the community during this time and 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 I suppose working in as as much as you're doing what you've always done but kind of in in a slightly different way um do you have you gained insights into into the community as a whole I mean do you see do you see that you could that you could fit in 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 like in a greater way within the community have you have you noticed where the gaps are within the community where they could be filled or i'm sure you've had experiences of, of seeing like incredible stories of, of strength and resilience but do either of you have kind of overall insights from your experience of working through the pandemic
2: so again i i thought i thought the best way and i try to put these questions out to our writers again because these oh, are the ones, great ones, man, Dave. So <laughs> these, these ones all went out to our community so it's an amalgamated uh yeah that's no, great us. Yeah. So a couple of them were uh, everyone's very understanding of the COVID problem and they're appreciative of the errands we run. So, you know, as a rider myself, you know, we often get people come up to say thanks or to offer us a cup of coffee. So that has continued or increased even, I would say, during the COVID. We've become much more visible through what yeah. we're doing. Yes. Um, people are great for helping out each other. Uh, the community has shown. Really, how powerful it is to self-police the new rules. The benefit is the exposure and the appreciation of the general public of our volunteer duties. So again, these are direct, direct responses from our riders in the field who are, who are seeing people on a regular basis. Yeah. And the last one is we're, we're resilient people. We have it in our DNA to be strong and to stand for one another in times of difficulty. So rather than feeling helpless and being an onlooker to what's unfolding, it's great to be able to actively assist the health service in the health service in tackling this pandemic and to help out most those most in need. So. That's the, that's the response from, from the Blood by West population as a whole, and it's only mirrored in my own thoughts.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and as controllers, I think the, I asked the controllers, the dispatchers, I was like, oh, you know, what insights have you guys taken? And uh, um, a sentiment that kind of was a common thread among them was that as part of the COVID response, we signed up with Galway City and County Councils, and our role, Blood by West, in the Community Response Program, we did these pharmacy runs. So... You know, the riders got an insight to the more vulnerable and isolated, particularly isolated members of the community that were delivering these essential medications for the future post-COVID as a community. You know, we we need to remember those members of the community that, you know, there's still elderly elderly and and vulnerable people out there that could probably do with having someone knock on their door and bring them their insulin or whatever it is, you know. So that's
0: definitely something that going forward could be a consideration Mm -hmm. for everyone absolutely yeah i think it's it's certainly shone a light on the extent of vulnerability in our community and the need and the need to um to meet that vulnerability you know through through volunteer efforts for sure yeah absolutely sharon um how do people do you guys have a website i know you have a facebook you have good social media presence what's the best way where can people find all the info about you
1: oh well first point of call would be our website bloodbikewest.ie okay. brilliant um appreciating that not everybody is on social media if you yeah. are we are blood Mike west we are on facebook we are on instagram and we're also on twitter um facebook you'll get see see some videos some pictures of our volunteers out in the road some stories um it's probably more uh current and actual than our facebook page our facebook page is more informative but for day-to-day running of our group and what we do and kind of us as people please go to the facebook page and have a look
0: brilliant brilliant excellent. well i'll tell you we'll um put all those links and um uh yeah information up at the, in the notes section of this episode as well so thanks for sharing that with us um and just to say on behalf of volunteer galway thank you thank you for everything that you do and have been doing and you know wish you the the very best going into the future thank you very much guys take care thanks Thanks a million to dave and sharon for joining me on this week's episode it was really really lovely to talk to them and hear all about blood bike west not just about how they they set up and started but particularly how they have been operating throughout the current crisis and i'm sure you'll agree it's a very very inspirational story of how volunteers, again, are meeting the needs of the most vulnerable in our community. Just to say, we'll include the links to all the information about Blood Bike West, both their website and social media channels that Sharon mentioned during our chat. And we'll also, of course, include links to our own service, Volunteer Galway, and how you can find out everything you need to if you are interested in using our service and volunteering. Okay, thanks, Amelia, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Take care.